three days straight, dude. And you remember, if you don't remember what I did at nighttime when I should be sleeping, but I couldn't because I entered this really, really weird state of hyperfocus and I wrote music. Do you remember that? <laughs> you remember that? Okay. If you don't remember, you got to find that fucking episode and go listen to it. But I did withhold one part of that event. Okay. And you might be like, oh, there's more embarrassing parts than writing a love song. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's more embarrassing parts. Beat him up. Beat him up. Beat him up. What's up, Cubs? What? Did you say? Forget it, dude. That's all the sign we needed. Beat him up. Beat him up. Beat him up. Happy Monday. Don't be a bummer. And cheer up, babe. What's up, Cubs? Welcome to Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast. This is episode 66. How are you, babe? Missed ya. Missed ya. Hold on, we'll get to it. I know what you're thinking. Hold on, we'll get to it. But, dude, first things first, all's right in the world. All's right in the world. Papa Bear got his girls back. Papa Bear's got his girls back. Oh, shit. Papa Bear's got his girls back. Everything's right in the world. Girls are back. Gracie is potty training. Psych. Gracie got potty trained already. Fucking amazing. Charlotte's crawling on all over, all over the place. I come home to such high levels of stimulus from work, and I'm happy again, dude. God. Feels good. Feels good. It was a slippery, dippery slope there for a second. We were... Getting just really in the throes of a depression. And it if it would have went two more days, I would have went to a psych hospital because it was getting bad and now it's good and the girls are back and I'm fucking vibing with it, dude. Flew back, drove them home. Girls did great, all rights and purposes. Then we get back. Jordan says, oh my God, the house is disgusting because obviously I didn't hold it up to her standard because I am me and it's fine so after two full days of cleaning and complaining and it's all good and we celebrated the fourth and we went out to my bosses and it was a great time but got my girls back dude that's all that matters i'm happy i come home from work now and i lay down on the floor and my kids just crawl all over me and i'm just like i'm just so stoked dude we show up and jordan's like we're gonna potty train gracie and i said okay i, I mean it's been three weeks without any rhythm or rhyme or anything going on but okay that's what we're going to do. And so she's texting me while I'm at work. It's like, I don't, I wish I could be home all day, but I can't because, you know, providing for my family, giving them things that they need, like food and shelter, you know, that's, that's what I have to do. So I'm at work. Jordan's texting me about uh, Gracie potty training and stuff. And <laughs> like halfway through day one, she's like, oh shit, because the way she did it here, dude, I'll give you, I'll give you advice on how to potty train your kids per my wife. All right. It was just no diapers ever. And the first day is kind of just telling her like, we go pee in here. And then you let her watch you go to the bathroom a few times. And then you just kind of put it together and she would just pee on the floor, right? She would just pee right on the floor slash dump on the floor. You know, it's so day one is rough. It's rough, obviously, but my wife with her patience and her amazing motherhood skills angled it every single time. Because Gracie doesn't like peeing down her legs, you know? Gracie didn't like taking a dump on the floor, you know? Because she's like, well, that's my poop. 
And I don't like that, right? So a little bit of advice for you. You just get them onto the toilet after they've peed, like immediately. And if you can do it halfway in between, because you got to just do this the whole time. You got to just stare at them all day long. All day long, you're just watching them. And every single time she takes a squat down, you go, oh, and but she did. Oh, nope. Psych. She was just picking up a piece of string. You know, every time she bends over to pick up a doll. Oh, is she going to poop? Oh, she got to pee, you know. And so day two, there's been a couple of middle of the road pees, meaning she starts peeing. She goes, oh, no. And then Jordan puts her on the toilet and she finishes her pee on the toilet. Right now, me, day two, I'm out. Okay, day two of cleaning up piles of pee and poop from my kid, I go like this, diapers till you're seven, like that's just, you know, I, I'm just like, I don't like, I don't like it, I, I, I don't have the, I don't have it in me, you know, but my wife in her beautiful motherhood skills and her patient's brain goes, no, dude, turned it into such a motivational speech, okay, <laughs> turned it into such a motivational speech for me and she goes this is what separates good parents from bad parents and i was like okay made it so much deeper than it actually is but now i'm on fucking board okay you want to trigger my competitive side i'm in we're doing it we're i'm it's on and popping and like i said i only had to deal with it like 50 percent of the time because i'm at work the first half of the day you know but dude day three Day three, I get home from work, okay? And Jordan goes, she peed in the potty twice. And I was like, no fucking way, dude. No fucking way. That's awesome. High five my wife. Give her some nucks. A little tickle tickle. And I'm like, that's fucking, that's what's up right there. That's what's up right there. You stayed in it and you're a, you're a fucking fighter, you know? And you're separating parents. That's If we want to break it down to the real reason that we hung on strong, it's because we're separating parents, Okay, my wife and her beautiful patience and her intelligence on how to get our daughter to do things is just unparalleled, dude, unparalleled. So we're in Gracie's room, right? The whole family's hanging out in Gracie's room. We got Charlotte over here chewing on a banana teether, and we got Gracie playing with her toys. Jordan and I are talking, you know, because guess what? We got a lot of talking to do. One of the favorite parts of my day is when I get home from work and then after we get the kids to bed and we do all that stuff and then her and I sit on the couch for a half hour and just get to talk to each other. Oh my God, adult interaction. You know what I mean? So that's what we like to do. And obviously she's gone for two weeks. Ah, couldn't do it. All right. Couldn't do it on every single level imaginable. Couldn't, couldn't talk to each other. Also couldn't mentally handle not having my family around. You know that. So we're talking, you know, we're in Gracie's room talking, you know, the girls are playing and, uh, so Gracie's toilet training potty is like a, it's like a little pink stand and then a white toilet slides into it. So you can just pop it, that just pulls right out and you can like dump it out and clean it. And then you put it right back on the, the stand or the docking station, you know, whatever you want to call it. So we're sitting in there, Gracie leaves. And we're just like, oh, she's going to grab some, like, whatever, dude. Our daughter's autonomous. Like, you want to go play over there and grab some shit over there? Fine. Okay. Don't color on the walls. So she comes, <laughs> I'm laying on my belly, right? Charlotte's sitting right here to my right. And Jordan is sitting on her butt, leaning against Gracie's crib. And we're just talking and we're just talking. And my back is angled to the doorway, like the entrance to Gracie's room. So my feet 
are pointed at the doorway because I'm on my belly, right? Suddenly over my shoulder, <laughs> like right next to my cheek, Gracie comes and she sets down the white toilet part, the part that just pulls out. She just sets that down right here by my face, <laughs> literally brushed my cheek on the way down. And I just had to little glance over out of my periffs and there's a log of shit right next to my face, dude. <laughs> and like my initial reaction was I wanted to be like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> Duh, that's human shit by my face, you know, but it's my baby and my baby brought it. There's a fucking fly in here and it's driving me nuts. There's a fly in my studio and my baby set it down because she was proud of herself and she wanted daddy to be proud too. So she sets the shit down by my face and I have to i have to go oh wow good job oh my gosh oh my gosh after she pees in the toilet we go dump it dump it and we walk it into the bathroom she dumps it in the big girl toilet and then we flush it and we wash her hands and then daddy cleans out the toilet that's what we've been doing but she sets it by my face i'll go oh my gosh so never in a million years would i have thought that hey Someone's going to set a log of shit three inches away from your face and you're going to have to cheer about it. Okay. You're going to have to cheer. You're going to have to jump up. You're going to have to clap. You're going to have to do little jump kicks with your feet and you're going to have to pick up a kid and you're going to swing them around and go big girl, big girl, because they set a log of human shit right by your face. Okay. Took Gracie three days to be potty trained. Hasn't had a single accident since she just poops her peas in her toilet. And that's all thanks to my wife, dude. And that's all thanks to my wife. Fucking stud. Also, Charlotte can crawl now and she just crawls everywhere. And one of my favorite things is when I'll be standing in a room like cooking something or I'll be grabbing some a change of clothes or I'll be in the bathroom brushing my teeth and then I turn and she's in the doorway like this. Like I always turn, she always gets her head and shoulders into frame of the doorway. <laughs> And, and so when I turn, it's just a little fucking baby head and shoulders right there. And she's on all fours and she's like, this. <laughs> like, look what I can do now, dad. Hey, found you, bitch. <laughs> it's the fucking best, dude. It's the fucking best. God, I've just, it's, everything's right in the world. Uh, it's just, everything's right. In, hi, what's going on? What? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so my wife just walked into the studio and <laughs> has tears in her eyes and says yesterday was our wedding anniversary. <laughs> it's July 10th. It's July 10th today. Jesus. Okay. Having kids. Dude, oh my God, this phase of our life is fucking crazy. Jordan just came into the studio and <laughs> with tears in her eyes, smiling, because yesterday was our wedding anniversary. <laughs> oh my God, we both 
are so fucking busy, we didn't even think about it. We have so much shit on our plate, we didn't even think about it. I gotta go buy my wife some flowers. We had a great day yesterday. <laughs> like, after the girls went to bed, we went outside and played cornhole. We tossed some bags and drank some beers, and then we had like a three-hour talk. <laughs> so it was like, by all rights and purposes, it was great, but it was... <laughs> oh, but what the fuck... Oh, man. All right. Let's get back into it. Jesus. That's crazy. Um, so uh, let's talk about. Uh, so the grandpa cub episode isn't going to happen for a minute. But hold on. Wait. Hold on. Wait. All right. Because the thing is, we were going to record in the library. And on the weekends, like, dude, like, that's my only time with my family. I just got them back. So it's like, I'm not going to take a couple hours and go to the library. It's like, why don't they just play around the library? No, you don't get what I'm saying. Like, all my attention needs to be on my kids. I'm recording this right now during nap time. You know what I'm saying? Like I have I have about 2 hours to record this bad boy and it's because it's nap time. Okay? I'm not taking away time from my kids. I just I, I was without them for 2 fucking weeks and so the Grandpa Cub episode will get recorded. It will just after we've reestablished our rhythm here. After we have fallen into it a little bit more and it's like okay dad's gonna go for two hours to the library we'll all go to the library dad's gonna sit in a room and record but uh but i reached out to grandpa cub aka my dad aka jimbo slice aka popsicle stick and i said dad here's the deal i'm not going to be able to record with you for a minute but the cubs need their nicknames okay so what i'm going to do is i'm going to send you these nicknames in a list via text message and i need you to respond to me with the nicknames so cubs if you submitted your name for a nickname i got it i got the grandpa cub trademarked nickname okay i have them wrote down in my handy dandy notebook all right my handy dandy red notebook i have them wrote down i'm like the fucking guy off of blues clues and i can't remember his name even though i watch that show every single day dude and then he came back into the ether and just started doing weird tiktoks where he act like he was listening to us where he's like hey we're all older now oh my god we'll get into that on a different day we'll get into that on a different day the fucking blues clues guy but i'm like him you know because we just got a letter wonder who it's from you know i almost said backpack backpack like door of the explorer but i didn't I, I fixed it but i still told you about the mistake that happened in my brain even though i didn't verbalize the mistake but now i verbalized the mistake all right nicknames for the cubs okay i mean my dad just so i'll say i'll tell you what i sent him and I, I put some parentheses in there. I put some asterisks in there where I was like, I think it's this, but I don't really know that kind of thing. And this was all via text message. I mean, and I just want to say for old fucking Grandpa Cub that uh, he responded in like 45 seconds, I think. He responded in like, I'm pretty sure it was less than a minute with two nicknames for each name. Because <laughs> it's in his blood. All right. It's it's who he is to his core, because here's what you do. All right. Here's what you do if you're Jim Julio and you've been doing this for you've been coaching or teaching. Sorry, if you've been teaching high schoolers for. Jesus, dad, how long have you been a coach of high school students? Has it been my whole life? No, you were at you were at the college for the first couple of years of my life. And then we moved to Idaho. So I was probably four. So you were coaching or slash teaching high school for like 24, 25 years. 
So it's just second nature at this point. All right. Start it off. One of the cups has an Instagram handle, McKenna Luna. Okay. Now I knew that McKenna was bought on. I didn't know if Luna was your last name, babe. I just assumed. Okay. I didn't know if it was an Instagram handle. And I told him that. And I said, I don't know if Luna's her actual last name or if it's just an Instagram handle, but I think, but he came up with nicknames regardless. Okay. Now, if it's not Luna, whatever, you know, we're just going to deal with it. And what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to give you like a nickname that I would come up with too. Okay. So you're going to get two trademarked Grandpa Cub nicknames. I think it's two each. I'm pretty sure. And then you're going to get one Papa Bear Cub. Papa Bear Cub? And then you're going to get one Papa Bear nickname. And that just says what it is, dude. And we're going to roll it. Okay, the first one, McKenna Luna. My dad, <laughs> Grandpa, and I'm going to try to say it, babe, exactly how he did. Okay, I'm going to try to say it how I envisioned him in my mind saying it when I read his text message. Because here's one thing he doesn't do. He doesn't say the nickname, I don't know, like a normal person. He says it with some flair. And the flair makes it fun. Okay, so he goes, McKenna Luna, and he goes, Macarena. And I guarantee if he was calling roll in class and there was a McKenna Luna who he was going to nickname Macarena, he would do it every single fucking time like that. He would never one time say Macarena. He would say Macarena or Moonbeam, which sounds like a fucking Marvel superhero, if you ask me. I mean, he leaned hard into <laughs> He leaned hard into the Luna side, but he did start it with an M, Moonbeam. And if it was me coming up with a nickname for you, McKenna Luna, Return of the Mac, that's, <laughs> that would be my nickname for you. And you're welcome. Next one was Jasmine Gaston. Okay. Now, I don't think, there's a fucking fly in my studio and it's driving me absolutely bonkers. I'm about to start breaking things. I'm about to punch the cub frame that I got going on over here. Okay. Cause it's driving me nuts. I'm going to Bruce Lee it at some point in the middle of this episode. I'm just going to snag it and then I'll show it to you. And you'll be like, wow, Papa bear's reflexes are super through the roof. All right. But Jasmine Gaston, grandpa cub went Jasmine gas station. <laughs> That's how I imagined him saying it. Gas station. And then legume which I don't understand that one, you know, but here's the deal. When we record the Papa Bear episode, God damn it, Vincent, get it right one episode. Get it right 100% of the time, one of the episodes. Grandpa Cubs, when we record his episode, he's going he's gonna to further explain these. He's going to explain these in depth. So we got Gas Station and Legume and Jasmine. I mean, I have already talked about the Red Dead Redemption part of Jasmine, and it's still that way. It's still that way, and it's spelled the same way because I love Jasmine with a Y. You know, I I can't remember if I really... All I know is I, I spelled it the same way now. But Jasmine, if, if, if Papa Bear was to come up with a nickname for you, Jasmine. Jazzercise, for sure. Jazzercise. <laughs> if you don't know what Jazzercise is, do a little Google search. You're going to love it. Also, that should be what you are for Halloween next year. You should dress up like a Jazzerciser. Now, this guy, dude, this guy, it, my favorite submission, okay, because he said, all I said was comment your name, right? All I said was like, if you want a grandpa 
cub nickname you just comment your name underneath like a youtube video or underneath an instagram post send it to me in a dm whatever i'll get you a nickname you know and this guy (laughs) comments i need a nickname i drive a gray toyota tacoma (laughs) so jesse (laughs) wanted a nickname And he also wanted us to know that he drives a gray Toyota Tacoma, okay? Now, Toyota Tacomas are expensive. So I think what Jesse was doing was flopping his big old dick out and being like, I got fucking a $60,000 truck. Put it in my nickname is what I think he was going for. (laughs) And And I said that to dad too. I put it in parentheses. He didn't go off of that because I'm sure in his brain, when he reads it, he goes, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? (laughs) <laughs> but Grandpa Cub nicknames for Jesse, Jesse the Outlaw. So he would probably just call you Outlaw. Like as time went on, he would call you Outlaw. Like Jesse James, you know, he would just call you Outlaw, I'm sure. But he went Jesse the Outlaw in the text. And then he also said Jesse's girl, which I think he's implying that you just date bad bitches, you know. Like he calls you Jesse's girl. I.e. referring to the fact that you only date dime pieces, my guy. Okay, now if I was to come up with a nickname for you, Jesse. I mean, Jesse James is kind of like a quick lean in, you know. If you haven't, if you haven't, if you don't know anything about Jesse James the Outlaw, he's a motherfucking badass. You should, you should do a quick little Wikipedia read on it. But the Outlaw is a good one, you know. And obviously Jesse's girl is kind of like an obvious one that pops into your brain. I know what I would call you. I know what I would call you. Like I'm talking, I'm talking about you, like say, say we're friends, but you're not around and I'm talking about you to a group of people. I'm going to, I'm referring to you in a story and I go, you know, Jesse, great Toyota Tacoma, Jesse, like, and everyone would be like, oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Right, right, right. Because they should go with Jesse and they'd be like, well, we have seven people in the school named Jesse. So what Jesse, great Toyota Tacoma, Jesse. Oh, right, 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 right. (laughs) Then we got Ismail. My dude, my guy, Grandpa Cub's nickname for you, Ismail, email, I mean, wordplay, you know, Moplay, or Moby, all right, which is a thinker, okay, he would call you Moby, he wouldn't call you Moby Dick, because I don't think you could throw dick words around when, you know, he's a teacher, I mean, my dad would, flies on my fucking camera, ooh, bitch, I'm gonna fucking get you, I'm gonna fucking get you, but Moby, dude, is in reference to the main character in the book, Moby Dick's name was Ismail. I mean, my dad is fucking literature savant, I guess. Have I ever watched him read a book? No, I haven't. But that doesn't mean that he doesn't know who the main character in Moby Dick is. You know, have I ever read Moby Dick? Absolutely not. It's about a whale, you know? So why would I? A. And B, Dad, I didn't know you had it like that, you know? I mean, you're a health and weights teacher. You're out there teaching kids what happens when their balls drop and also how to do overhead presses. I didn't know you read Moby Dick. <laughs> we'll talk about that on our episode. Be like, Dad, what's your favorite book? But Ismail, if I was to come up with a nickname for you, my dude. God, at this point, you know, like when I see you come across like comments or I see you come up my feed or my page in any facet or another, I just, I immediately go, that's my dude because that was your handle. Like dash L dude L dash 
you know, your dude. I just go, oh, that's my dude right there. So that's kind of been your nickname in my mind this whole fucking time. And I didn't even verbalize that to you, but that's my dude right there, you know. So that's my nickname for you already. I don't even have to come up with a nickname for you, my guy. And then the last cub that we're going to do a little nickname for, Abby Lape. What's up, babe? Grandpa Cub nickname for you, Abigail Van Buren. Don't ask me what it means. Don't ask me what it means. I don't know what Abigail Van Buren is. It sounds like she was around during the Old West Oregon Trail times, and she would be wearing a dress that's way too fucking heavy and uncomfortable and hot for the season, but she would also know how to kill wolves with a gun, you know? She would know how to do that, and she would know how to make her own butter. I don't know who Abigail Van Buren is, but I'm sure she's married to Jesse the Outlaw James, okay? I'm sure she is. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't have any reference to that, but Abigail Van Buren is just, I, you know, I mean, I should have done a Google search, and I didn't. And the other nickname that he gave you was Dear Abby, which is from the newspaper articles. There used, to be, there used to be an unqualified dad advice. I don't know if it's still a thing. There used to be unqualified dad advice in newspapers, and it was called Dear Abby. Like, people would anonymously write in for advice, and then this Dear Abby would respond. Maybe that's who Abigail Van Buren is. I don't fucking know, dude. I don't know. I don't read Moby Dick, you know? But, Abby, if I was to come up with a nickname for you, honestly, if, if I could just... If I could just give you a breakdown on just what just went through my fucking brain to get to where I got with you, <laughs> I'll do it for you. Just so you can understand how quickly and how stupid my brain can operate down a path, okay? Once I open up the chutes and I let it go down the path of least resistance, we end up in a really, really weird place. And honestly, your nickname for me would be Horcrux. Now, let me explain... <laughs> Okay, let me explain exactly what my brain just fucking did. I would call you Horcrux because I went Abby Lape. Abby Lape. What does Lape sound? Lape sounds like Snape. Snape. Ooh, you could call her Harry Potter, but that's too specific and it has nothing to do with the name and it's already a name. So what's an item that's in Harry Potter? Like Snape, which isn't even Lape, but it's kind of like Snape. But what's something that you could name her that's off out of the world of Harry Potter? That's not a name, and I would call you Horcrux. I mean, dude, why am I like this, babe? <laughs> because it's fun and it keeps things spicy and interesting. All right, that's why. All right, so Cubs, those are your nicknames. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed those nicknames. When we do get to the Grandpa Cub episode, I will let him further explain. And I'm sure by that time, he'll be like, I have 17 more nicknames per every single one of those names. I'm sure I'm sure when we go in, he'll be like, OK, do you can we do a three hour long podcast? Because the first hour and a half is going to be spent to me listing out the nicknames that have popped in my head regarding those names the last few weeks since we since you sent the list to me. OK, but those are the Grandpa Cub nicknames. I hope you guys enjoy them. If you want to turn your Instagram handle into it, just do it. All right. Just do it and let me know. Maybe screenshot it, post it to your story so I know. And that way I can go back to Grandpa Cub and be like, they're, they were fucking in. You know, they were fucking in because <laughs> he likes that. I mean, when we had Wild Bill Cody Ann, I mean, Wild Bill Cody put it in her fucking Instagram bio. And that's that's a babe right there. That's an OG cub right there, dude. I mean, that's just that's just committing to the cast, baby. So I like to do fun stuff like this for you guys. And uh, because this is about you just as much as it's about me every week. It's about you every week. Oh, speaking of which, I got answers back on the orange cat thing. You know, I had multiple people get back to me on what the fucking orange cat means, you know, because I was like, 
Now, I'm not into the hippy-dippy bullshit. My wife is, but she doesn't know what orange cats mean because she's not all the way full send. You know, she's not reading tarot cards or tarot cards or however the fuck you pronounce it, and she's not reading my coffee grounds in the morning. You know, she's just, she's just more like believes in spiritual energies and shit like that, and she understands that, like, tiger's eye is therapeutic. I don't fucking know, babe, but... When I reached out, I reached out to you a couple episodes ago and I said, there's an orange cat showing up in our lives with no collar and it just acts like it's part of our family. And it's also a different orange cat. It looks like the exact same cat, but there's no fucking way that the same orange cat was in St. Cloud, Minnesota, and then also in fucking Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, because I mean, that's quite the haul, you know, and we barely got there in a vehicle. So how would the cat get there? So I go, what the fuck does an orange cat mean? Just walking around my family, hanging out. And I had cubs right in. You guys, you guys did the fucking research for me, and you wrote in. Two of you said the same thing, all right? Ismail, my dude, said, like, it means good luck, okay? It mean, it's a good luck sign. It just means you're doing good, you know? It's just a symbol of good luck. And President O'Hare, which it's like, I don't know who you are, you know? I like the fact that you keep the anonymity, anonymity, fuck. What am I, Finding Nemo trying to say what fucking house I live in? Anonymity? I think that's right. But I don't know who you are. I want to know your fucking name, dude. President O'Hare. With the with the weirdest <laughs> with the weirdest profile picture of all fucking time, but dude, I love you because you're so fucking engaged in the content, dude. I you're so fucking engaged in the com- content. You comment on everything. You looked up what an orange cat was. You told me that it basically means good luck. And I fucking appreciate the cups. I appreciate you guys doing that for me and doing the research that I want to know about that I just won't fucking take the time because here's what would have happened if I would have done a deep dive on the orange cat thing. I would have found something negative and I would have been like, well, I'm going to kill every cat that comes into my life because this page said that if you find an orange cat that's missing a nail on its right paw, it means that you're going to die in the next six months by getting hung upside down by your Achilles tendons. Like, like that's what I would have found. And I would have been like, all the good luck posts are bullshit. That's the one that matters. And now I'm going to just fucking make sure that all cats have all their nails all the time. Okay. That's why I didn't do the fucking research, but you guys did. Also, my girl Sid fucking hopped in and explained it to me. You know, she slid in and she was like, here's the orange cat thing. Here, here's here's the in-depth definition of your orange cat thing. Also, Sid, now that I'm like brought you up, did you ask for a fucking nickname? Dude, if you asked for a nickname and I didn't get you a nickname, I'm so sorry. I'll get you a fucking nickname next week. Let me know. I can't remember. I can't remember now. Shit. Because I feel like in the back of my brain, oh, got to make sure that I write her down on the list to send to Grandpa Cup. And now I'm second guessing myself, but Sid jumped in and she was like, here's what an orange cat means. This isn't a direct quote, this, but this is along the lines of what she's saying. She said, she said, an orange cat is your spirit guide. And I said, that's, and, and my initial thought is that's not what Pottermore said. When I found my Patronus on Pottermore, it wasn't an orange cat. But, you know, I digress. I digress. That's not what this is about, I guess. She said, an orange cat is like your spirit guide. It's your sign that you're on the right track. Think of it as a, quote, go VJ type of symbol. And I was like, that's fucking awesome. Thank you so much. Now, Sid, here's what's fucking cool. Here, here's, here's what else Sid did. She sent me a screenshot of a book, and the book is titled Signs, The Secret Language of the Universe. She says, I read a chapter every night before bed. 
as like a little bedtime story. And she's getting a sleeve done out of all of her spirit guide animals. Okay? So she's reading this book called Science. The Secret Language of the Universe, right? Okay. And then after she reads a chapter, she goes, that pertains to me. And she's ta getting an entire tattoo sleeve of all the animals that are spirit guides that pertain to her. Now, I mean, that's some next level dork shit, you know? That's some next level dork shit. And if I'm being 100% fucking honest about it, I read it and I was like, uh, copying it okay I, I ordered the fucking book i'm gonna read it i'm gonna find every goddamn animal that pertains to me and i'm gonna go that's my left arm okay because the right arm is accounted for sid copying it babe love the idea love the idea okay actually maybe i'll do it on my fucking leg maybe i'll just get a whole leg sleeve of all my spirit guide animals okay because that's some dork shit but that's the dork shit that i like everyone's fucking dork we love it all right. Everyone's a dork about something. Sid is a dork about spirit guide animals. And she sent me a book. And if I read that book and I turn into that dude, leg sleeve. Okay. And then we'll compare sleeves later. You want to know what I am going to actually do for my left arm? I think every year I'm going to blot off two inches going down. And Gracie and Charlotte are going to color like I'm going to I'm going to give them a little fucking strip of paper and they're going to, going to color on the inside of it. And every year they're going to get another two inches and I'm going to get that tattooed on. So it'll be like a progression of how they grow up in their artistic, you know, side being unfolded. And I know like as they get older, it'll be like more important to them. Like, oh, it's time. It's it's the time of year for dad's tattoo. So like, let's sit down and let's draw it out and let's like make it cool. If they have no interest in it, then obviously I won't fucking do it like that. But if they're interested in that, oh, dude, I'd be, I would not be more proud of anything in my fucking entire life. Like you start at fucking like when they're four up here, then five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. You know what I'm saying? As it as they progress through life. Oh, Watch, I pissed them off one year and Gracie just draws a big old dick like year 12 and I just have a big old dick tattooed on my forearm because I made a promise to my babies. <laughs> but hey, that's what good dads do. Okay, if your baby wants you to fucking tattoo a dick that she drew on your forearm, you fucking tattoo that dick, dude. <laughs> you just tat that dick right on there, okay? Forget that it's permanent. You know what else is, else is permanent? Fatherhood, all right? And you might be like, well, you're going to regret that. You know, some of you might have just shook your head and said, you're going to regret that. Dude, no. Okay? It's called intermittent passions. Okay? It's called tattoos are intermittent passions. Okay? I give myself a lot of shit for having this tattoo on my back. You know, the basic fucking douchey white dude tattoo on my back. I give myself a lot of shit for it. But a t there was a fucking time in my life where I wanted it. You know, so I don't actually regret it. I just like to give my shit. My, I, I like to give myself shit on the back end for it. Intermittent passions, dude. Okay, perfect example of an intermittent passion. Okay, I told you guys, <laughs> I told you guys a long time ago. If you haven't listened to this episode, you just got to listen back and find it. You know, I can't remember what episode it was, but we're like earlier on in the podcast. I told you guys a story about Shathan De La Cruz drugging me. Okay, telling me that his Adderall was an energy pill and I had three of them and I stayed up for three full fucking days. He told me it was an energy pill, liar, drugged me, high dosage of Adderall, suddenly I'm awake for three days straight. 
Dude, I wrote so much. I wrote so much music. Here's what it entailed, okay? I'm a lyricist. I wrote down song lyrics. Now, give me a fucking break. I was like 17 years old, okay? But I wrote down song lyrics, dude. And then I would find beats on YouTube. And then I would write a song that matched the beat. Okay. Now, one thing I did is I found a Jack Johnson instrumental. (laughs) And I wrote a Jack Johnson type of love ballad. Okay. Now, remember, this is two nights of my life and never again. This happened for two nights out of my entire 29 years on this planet and then never again. Okay. I was in a I was in a drugged state, okay? So fucking just cut me some slack a little bit. I fucking write this song, okay? It's like 16, 17 years old. I can't even remember exactly what year. And I found the Jack Johnson beat. I wrote the Jack Johnson love song. And it's it's called Feet Out My Window. Oh, God. <laughs> and after I wrote it, I sang it. I sang it, and then I listened to it back, and I said, well, I'm not a good singer, but these lyrics would win a Grammy, okay? I'm not a good singer at all, tone deaf, you know, regardless of what you might believe, not a good singer. But I listened to it back, and I said, the song is a winner. So I emailed Jack Johnson's PR team, okay? I sent him the song, not typed out, not like a, here's the verse, here's this part. I sent him the recording of me singing the song and said, I have a song available for Jack Johnson. (laughs) And believe it or not, they didn't get back to me. Dude, I had, dude, this, this fucking, this stage that, this state that I was in over those fucking two nights and three days was so strange. I was a completely different person, you know, and I had these like, when I was writing the shit down, I was like, this is just flowing. This is super fucking weird. Right. And I have zero talent, but I was fantasizing after I sent the email off about like Jack Johnson is, (laughs) is going to listen to this. Take it at face value. Let's let's listen to the words. And then he's going to buy the song from me. And now I'm going to be a Jack Johnson songwriter. And then I fell asleep for over 24 hours. And when I woke up, I immediately went and deleted everything. But the only thing that I couldn't delete was that email that I sent to Jack Johnson's PR team with the full song in it. Because you can't get that back. That's like sending a drunk text message. Once it's out there, you just got to deal with the ramifications. So there's a chance. There's a chance that if Papa Bear explodes in popularity and I start getting more haters than people that enjoy listening to the podcast, someone's going to have a connection to Papa Bear's 2010 Jack Johnson love ballad that's buried deep in an email thread somewhere. Okay. <laughs>
Oh my god, dude. You gotta fucking laugh at yourself, babe. You gotta fucking laugh at yourself. Holy shit. Being a fucking being young is wild, dude. You just you do so much dumb shit. You can't be embarrassed by that shit because we all do dumb shit. Now, some of us a little more aggressive than others, okay? Some a little more abrasive in their actions than others, all right? Some people, like, get shut down by a girl that they tried to flirt with, and then that sticks with them for fucking 30 years. And some of us send love songs to Jack Johnson in hopes that he'll purchase it, and then they forget about it for about a decade, and then it comes storming back. When they're just sitting on the couch one day. <laughs> you got to laugh at yourself, baby. You got to laugh at yourself. It's so good having my fucking wife. Speaking of laughing, it's so good having my wife back, dude. Like, like we've, we fucking crack each other up. Like, last night, like, you know, she came down and said that we fucking forgot our own. Both of us forgot our wedding anniversary because our lives are so fucking hectic. But last night, anyways, after we... uh put the girls to bed we went outside set up cornhole played bags drank and talked right and we were just fucking laughing we were talking shit she beat my fucking ass the first game of bags and then i beat her ass the second game of bags so it was just shit talking back and forth like i made two in a row like in the hole and she goes ah fuck you found your rhythm <laughs> but it's just like little shit dude we're just fucking laughing dude we're driving to the store Oh, dude, let me tell you about this fucking guy, okay? We're driving to the store. We pull up to this stoplight, and it's a stoplight that takes forever. People use it as a crosswalk for a lot of, like a lot of people use it as a crosswalk, so you're fucking sitting there at this light forever. And across the street, okay, we pull up. There's no one in front of us. Open visual access to the intersection. Across the intersection is a denim daddy. Okay, and what I mean by that is he's wearing blue shoes, jeans, and a denim coat, all the same color, okay? All the same shade of blue. And so we pull up, and her and I are always on the same fucking page with that shit. We pull up, and both of us at the same time go, oh, my God. <laughs> the guy had, like, what looked like. Have you ever seen a security guy at like a sporting event or whatever that has has the walkie talkie hanging around their neck? You ever seen that? You know, when it's like I got to constantly have my walkie talkie around my neck in case I need to talk to someone that I work with, like that type of thing. It looked like he was wearing one of those things. OK, so the denim jacket was open and he had a blank white T-shirt underneath it. And then this black thing hanging from a string around his neck. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Is that a walkie talkie? Because Jordan goes, what's her, she's like, what's on his neck? And I was like, I don't know. What the fuck is that? You know? And then he answered the question for us. He grabs it. He puts it in his mouth and then just chucks a vape cloud. And we went, it's a vape on a necklace. Denim Daddy has a vape on a necklace that looks like a walkie-talkie. Gotta have fast access to the vape at all times when you're walking around in 92-degree weather in an all-denim outfit. What is What's your backstory, dude? But we laughed about old fucking denim jacket vape necklace for the next five minutes, okay? I missed my fucking wife, dude. <laughs> 
I missed my wife. It was just so fucking perfect. Just how in sync we were with that whole thing. Pull up, both of us. Oh, my God. What's around his neck? I don't fucking know. I can't really tell. Oh, it's a vape necklace. <laughs> Fuck, I should have wore all fucking denim this episode, dude. Oh, in honor of me never being as fucking cool and comfortable as that fucking guy. By the way, when he walked past us, it was a custom denim jacket. Forget it. Oh, fuck, he passed us, and obviously we kept our eyes on him like this in the car, and as he passed us, we saw the back of him, and there was a white painted thumbs up on the back of his denim coat, because it was custom. It was not customary, it was custom made, you know? I mean, he's just out there for sure losing a pound of sweat an hour, but you gotta sacrifice for style, okay? Beauty is pain. And he was out there being the main character, you know? He had the main character energy. And when, when I tell you, was he walking insecurely? I think it would have been impossible, okay? It would have been impossible for you to hunch and kind of slouch and have your shoulders forward and down and kind of just slide your feet along the ground and just... Nope, he's large and in charge and looking for chickies, babe. He's fucking chest out, chin high, denim daddy got my vape around my neck and nothing in this fucking town can stop me. Oh, fuck, vape necklace. Oh, fuck. I missed you, babe. I missed my family. Now I got you back. I got my family back. Everything's right in the world. Let's do some fucking unqualified dad advice. If you want to submit your own advice for the unqualified dad advice, we have a subreddit that my dude fucking made for the podcast. If you go to reddit.com forward slash unqualified dad advice, or if you go to Reddit on the app and you just search unqualified dad advice altogether, we're the subreddit that pops up. You could submit your own advice be a member of the fucking gang there. If you don't have a Reddit, that's fine. I didn't have a Reddit before my dude made a fucking subreddit. I didn't have like my own Reddit account. And then I made one when he became that so I could become a moderator, yada, 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 yada. I don't know what half of the words I'm saying mean, and you don't have to either. You could just go on there and you could submit advice questions and we could do it. But for now, we're going to do the uh, advice, just the forward slash advice column that's normally on Reddit, and we're gonna we're gonna see if we can't help a couple people or drag them through the mud if they're stupid. By the way, I don't drag I don't ever drag the cups, okay? Because I feel like everything that you guys submit is important, so you don't gotta worry about getting ragged on it. And even if it's super duper grammatically incorrect, I'll just mention it a few times. You know, I'll just mention it a few times, and we'll continue on. All right, let's do some unqualified dad advice real quick. So we're here. And we're going to give some advice to some random fucking people on the internet. So starting off, we're going to scroll. Stop. This one is from Electric Pirate 84 Sick. Need some advices for this girl I really like. Fuck yeah, dude. Let's do it. I met her at skydiving. Okay, so cool already. Okay, so cool already, dude. She works there, and I go to skydiving regularly. I'm deaf, and she is pretty much the first person that wants to learn sign language. That's fucking... Okay, so right off the bat, we have cool as shit and wholesome, you know? Cute. Fast forward to yesterday. She knows up to 20 words, and I couldn't be prouder of her. 
Oh. Oh. So, yes. Over time, I grew a feeling for her, and every time when I see her, I feel good inside me. <laughs> like she is the light. Oh, God, dude. Okay, wordsmith getting even cuter as we go. We hugged a few times, but every hug, it gets more real and real. So before she left, she hugs everyone before me. Like she literally walked past me to hug another person. Then I was the last person. To... She hugged me, and then she basically threw my other arm around her, and it was more than a seven-second-long hug. Not a normal hug, but a long and tight hug. <laughs> it's the best hug I ever had. <laughs> That that hug, the way she hugged me, I felt like we are meant to be together. I mean, is this a fucking novel? You know, like the way <laughs> I feel like I'm reading a Nicholas Sparks book. That hug, the way she hugged me, it felt like we were meant to be together. When I asked her why I'm the last person and she said, because we're BFFs. Oh, OK. All right. So we have the climb of the story. We have the crescendo with the hug. And then we add the conundrum and the twist that adds a little bit of depth. Okay. And she said, because we're BFFs, surely doesn't feel like BFF <laughs> because I could tell she likes me, but didn't want to say that she likes me. I'm extremely shy to tell her that I like her. I really do like her. I don't want to say something stupid or embarrassing embarrassing and lose my chance i want to tell her so badly before i miss the chance she has been nothing but being wonderful to me no, she has been nothing but wonderful to me oh man so fucking cute okay such a romantic love story okay she's putting thought i fucking had it <laughs> she's putting in effort and to be able to communicate with you better she has her heart open to you she gives you seven second long hugs where she grabs your other arm and she throws it around her so she makes sure that it's a double barrel super deep hug it's like what do you do you know what you do is you just say you want to go grab some food do you want to hang out outside of skydiving <laughs> Which is a sentence that probably 0.01% of the population would have said, hey, you want to hang out outside of skydiving? Let's go get some food. And then just talk and bullshit. And shoot your shot. Be like, I like you. I like you. I like hanging around you. You're a really cool person. You make me feel really good. And just fucking lay it out there, Okay. It's as simple as that. You just got to fucking lay it out there and you'll be just fine. You can't you can't live in regret. You can't regret not shooting your shot, you know? You can't be you can't let the fear of losing your chance prevent you from taking the chance, okay? That's such a backwards way of thinking. Just fucking roll the dice, dude. I want you to fucking ask her if she wants to get something to eat outside of skydiving and then you just go get some food together and talk what well, and sign to each other i don't know dude i don't know how you communicate like you know she you said she knows 20 words it could be around teaching her new sign language and stuff but there will be giggles and smiles and little fucking dimples popping and shit and then you just in the middle of it be like i like you however you show that however you show that you just be like i like you 
I like being around you. You make me feel good. I want to be around you a lot more. Just fucking lay it out there, dude. Just fucking whip your love dick out and lay it out on the table for her, okay? And I mean, like, the emotions in your heart. That's what I mean by that. Super fucking cute. Take a chance. All right, next post. Don't know how I feel about a girl. Me, 16 male, her, 15 female. Okay. And he didn't call her a female. That's just like the, you know, don't fucking prejudge. It's so fucking weird how that happens. So this is a pretty complex situation, said the 16-year-old. And I'm completely fucking clueless about how I'm feeling. But I'll do my best to explain. It's going to be a lot of reading, I warn you. And then has three and a half paragraphs. <laughs> a lot of reading for a 16-year-old. He's over that shit. Does enough of it in class. For context, she was pretty shy and didn't really want to go out much. So we usually just stayed at my house and watched Netflix or played games and stuff like that. Me and this girl were dating for around four months. And near the end of our time together, I felt that I didn't feel the same about her that I did before. So I broke up with her. Yeah? redundant that's how that goes pretty soon after that i thought to myself that i should have just spoken to her about it rather than ending it the regret sets in i thought that maybe the reason i started to feel less strongly about her was because she turned down most of my proposals to go out and do something more interesting i felt that if i'd have tried something like that it might rekindle it and keep us going i thought that may hold on the way that was worded kind of hold on So I asked her if she wanted to go out and watch a film and then maybe get food afterwards. I mean, yeah. I made sure she was aware that it was just me making sure that I did the right thing so that she wouldn't feel that I'd led her on or whatever. Already pretty bad, I know. Dude, don't have any idea where you're at in the story. So you're talking about how she always rejects your proposals to go outside and do things more interesting other than Netflix. You know? And then you said, I asked her if she wanted to go out and watch a film. And I mean, who says film? You know, you went to the movies and then maybe get food afterwards. I made sure she was aware that it was just me making sure I did the right thing so that she wouldn't feel bad that I'd let her on or whatever. Already pretty bad. I know. And after that, I decided that I still didn't feel quite the same about her. I mean, longest run on sentence of all time. And now I'm worried that I was too close to what we used to do, sitting on a seat for hours watching shit, and it may have not have been interesting enough or explorative enough to make a difference. So part of me is telling me to try again with her anyway, and my gut is telling me that that's a fucking ridiculous idea, and I'll just hurt her again. Was going to discuss this with my counselor, as it's really making me feel shitty. Thanks for taking the time to read the whole life story. I mean, didn't even... God, I'm trying to give you the fucking benefit of the doubt here, because... I mean, Jesus, really hard to follow along with that. What I think happened is that you got bored because she didn't want to do anything. And then you dumped her and hurt her feelings. And then you were like, maybe I should have tried to take her out. And and then you decided, like, maybe you should have tried to take her to a movie and eat. And then now you're second guessing your decision because hindsight's twenty twenty, And in the hindsight, you go... Maybe I was being too harsh because you're removed from the boring ass sitting around the house doing nothing situation. So you forget how fucking lame it was. All right, dude, you're fine. You're also 16. You're going to hurt some people's feelings along the way. It doesn't mean that you should stick around for the fuck of it. You shouldn't stick around for the guilt of it. Does that make sense? 
you just gotta you just gotta fucking make it de- make the decision and move on because no life altering decision is going to be made right now. You're just racking up experiences. So I say move on, accept the fact that things didn't end great, and maybe she just wasn't the perfect fit for you, and that's fine. Okay, feelings are gonna get hurt along the way. You just keep on moving. Okay. I didn't like that one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, that's my bad. I didn't I don't mean to be rude. I don't mean to be rude, babe. All right, this is Chair Babe the podcast, all right? Babe, that's episode 66. Hope you enjoyed your nicknames and fucking go get a custom order denim coat. Okay, that's rule number 1. All right? You're going to have a great fucking week this week. Thank you for all thank you as always for listening in. Subscribe to the YouTube, review the podcast, all that stupid shit. It, it helps out. Um, look forward to the merch coming up. Test orders are on the way. And yeah, babe, thanks for being a part of this. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Let's go out there. Don't be a bummer. And cheer up, babe.